Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Cinemania Live Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Hannah Louise the Third. How are you? Hey. You know, I always feel bad for like new listeners who like listen to this intro and they're like, oh, the third? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I never and think about that. <laughs> you're like you're not you just, <laughs> you're just uh, or or people probably people people who probably think that louise is like a part of your first name you know how you know how there's certain names like that yeah. like eva marie and marie like, yeah, and marie yeah poor hannah like oh my god it's hannah louise from the podcast. <laughs> oh, um, what's going on it has been a minute it's been a minute been like two weeks between you and i recording our last show was the the uh, week where last of us got renewed yeah season two and we didn't our us doing the show last night the psitlou Mm -hmm. was like the first time Mm -hmm. that we've like not the first time that we've talked to each other in like two weeks because we talk every day but like yeah podcasted yeah. together Podcasting i always wise. feel weird whenever we get on here we're like oh yeah i haven't talked to you in like two weeks and i'm like oh my god everyone probably thinks we hate each other <laughs> i know everyone's like oh look at these co-hosts they just don't like each other <laughs> no, well, we talk every we week talk every I, I i talk to most of the group every single day um but yeah, podcasting wise, it's been a minute. Our last show together was last night's episode of PSITLOU. Uh, you, I missed uh, episode three. You missed mm-hmm. um, episode four, and we didn't do live shows for either of those. Yeah, yeah, we were, and we had plans to do one last weekend, but then I got that damn vertigo. I'm finally gonna see a doctor for that, by the way. So, Slay. thank God, because this has to stop. You know, there was like one episode when you and I came on and we would just talk about how like sick we were just <laughs> in general because you were like, yeah, my sinuses are all fucked up. And then we had we talked for like 20 minutes about like your sinus issues. <laughs> this was like this was like pandemic time when there was just nothing to talk about. So you spent like 20 minutes talking about sinuses and stuff. It was fucking nuts. We were we talking were like, about oh. anything because we did two live shows a week. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember the after dark. Oh my god! <laughs> when I used to do overnights at my old job, and then we would do like shows just to blow, blow like blow the time and stuff. That was crazy. Dude, just um, anything. <laughs> we actually, we actually had a big resurgence on a lot of our shows this week. Our old, old, old shows this really? week. Yeah, because I told people on the world show, the world show this week was a little different. It was just Alex and I, and we were talking about how the world show hasn't been like that since like the insta, like the the first, since we first started podcasting, because obviously the group got bigger and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we, you know, we, it kind of, it just, it just became like the world shows became like the three or four person shows and stuff. But when we first started, it was just Alex and I. So a lot of people actually went back because I see it on the, I see it on the, uh, you know, I see it on, on when you're looking at your, at your, like, what's the word? Yeah, your stat. Yeah. Like your stats and stuff. And I'm, I'm like shows from 2018 and 19 people were listening to and I was like, Oh, that's fucking funny. So 
go enjoy my old mic, I guess, if you like my uh, Marshall's mic and stuff, which is terrible. But um, I just found this. I just found this. Uh, since we're since we're like going back in time on the podcast this week, I found this uh, this show, Cinemania Live After Dark, and it was like the Suicide Squad trailer thoughts. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, this was March twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Gamer Hannah gives her thoughts on Spider Man PS four. Oh my god! <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier episode two spoiler review. You know what I did recently though? Yes. I um, I went back on and I had to go through Podbean because uh, mm-hmm. Spotify and Apple doesn't have it. Um, like the older shows. Um, mm-hmm. but I looked up, I was, I was doing everything I can to like find out what show it was because I wanted to hear what I said about Bella and Pedro's casting when it happened. Oh, so you I went far. Yeah. Cause I hadn't played the games and I talked mm-hmm. about it with you guys. There. I remember talking about it with you guys. So I want to know what I said about it. And, um, yeah, I went back on Podbean and I literally <laughs> looked up what the most recent Rosie! I know. What the most <laughs> recent was, like close to that time frame mm-hmm. of when it happened. And you I found able it. To find it? <laughs> yeah, I found oh, it. Oh <laughs> my god. That is crazy. So this is this is when I used to this is when I used to do like the fucking graphic where it was like all the topics on one graphic. Oh um, I don't even remember. This those, one dude. Yeah, Cinemania Live After Dark, December 12, 2020. Disney Investor Day highlights, Marvel reveals, new slate. Um, our favorite reveals from Disney Investor Day. Oh my god, that was so fun. Charlie Cox back at Daredevil. That is crazy. That is so crazy. Man, what a time. And like, you don't realize, you don't realize how much you record like you've recorded throughout the years because i'm like pulling up stuff from 2019 and i'm like man we have been recording since for like five years now the fact that the fact that when 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 cinemania live became like just you and i um yeah like 20 it was around like 29 late 2019 2020 when that started happening so that's just kind of insane and then podbean podcasting together period that was like you and i yeah so you're so watch now we're gonna have now we're gonna have a bunch of we're gonna have a bunch of fucking people going back (laughs) Um, so that was that's the one thing i do like i do like about our host which is podbean is that literally all the shows are here none of it gets canceled so our first official show of course call me by your name pride movie review Friday, June fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Oh, I thought it was twenty eighteen. That was twenty nineteen. <gasps> mm-hmm. I knew that was twenty nineteen because I remember becoming friends with you right before we went to our first Comic Con, which was oh, twenty nineteen. Okay. And then Cinemania. Uh, I guess that's gonna be tough. Let me see Cinemania. I know we started Cinemania Live because we started doing Euphoria reviews. Remember that? We we have almost known each other for like four years. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's fucking nuts. We don't say that. That's crazy. <laughs> I know that's, that's so crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, we started Euphoria reviews. I, I I don't remember when our first Euphoria. It's right here. It has to be episode eighteen. I hadn't even graduated high school yet, had I? When I, was, I don't. I don't no, I think so. you did because I remember your profile picture at did the I? time was you with some fucking cap and gown. Oh, uh, it and must have been. Prin- right it was you and Princess after I graduated <laughs> high school. Yeah. 
It was you and goddamn princess. Mm-hmm. So I remember that. Okay, so are your first official non-review show? I remember, like, again, we go we we go through this story like at least once a year. I know. Like, <laughs> again, I was like, man, the show went really well. Uh, and you were a last minute too. It was last minute that I asked you to come on. It was like crazy. It was crazy because I was. I was on Twitter, like, you know, Elon has ruined this app. But like I said, <laughs> if there's one thing that I'm grateful for Twitter for is finding all of you guys. Like, every single one of you besides Alex was found on Twitter. I thought you had to be like, I'm thing. grateful for every single one of you besides Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, you mean the story of Alex and I meeting was at, was at the damn Dark Tower. Remember that yeah. movie, The Dark Tower? Yeah, me and Alex met. at a press we, screening press screening and then he we got each other's information and yeah that we our first hangout date alex and i was best buy buying some movies that was crazy um so then you i remember i saw your profile picture it was like friends recommended um and your profile picture was not it wasn't movie related it was just you and rosie but i clicked on it <laughs> and you had like a it was like call me by your name galore i was like what is going on is it really it was <laughs> your banner, everything. It was like calling you by your name, and I think your your you know the bio on Twitter. I think it was oh, something about calling you by your oh, name. Oh, probably was. Too. <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, you know, we just got down a person. It was me, Larry, um, my friend Becca, who loves the movie as well. And then I was like, we just lost a person, so maybe I can try to have Hannah, this this girl from Twitter, come on it. And you was like, sure. Girl, <laughs> I said I was so nervous. Yeah, I got to go back and listen to it. It's hard. I don't listen. I'm not like a technical wizard, you know, on this show. Um, So I don't know how to like incorporate just people. You know, people can just like press a button like Patrick. You know, you just press a button and there's fucking shit playing. I don't know how to do that because I would totally love to just like click on it and everyone can be able to hear everything and stuff. But I don't know how to do all that. So then your first live show. So June 14th was Calling By Your Name, and then June 17th was Cinemania Live, episode 18. Oh, my God. Cinemania Live, episode 18, Big Little Lies, plus you <laughs> I forgot those shows were airing at the same time. <laughs> Big fucking little lies. Remember that shit? I just remember then, us trying to, like, make excuses for it every week. We're like, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> it's going to get yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Then, then I was kind of off to the races with you and this podcast. It's crazy. I kind of want to list like you. Kind of, what's crazy about this is that you kind of got you. You kind of got pushed into the like the podcasting kind of life. Like you've been podcasting, if you think about it, for four years now. That's so insane. so. All because like of you. how does that? I know it's crazy. Don't say that shit. <laughs> Sorry, All because of you in a non derogatory way, of course. <laughs> I um I so what do you like what do you how do you feel about that? Just like that's just that's just so interesting to me because me, me and Alex, like we were talking about podcasting since twenty eighteen. No, 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 that's a, since twenty Alex and I met in twenty seventeen. And we started talking about a podcast later that year before The Last Jedi came out. And we were like, I just, I was, I kept saying that I was so inspired by, because at that time, the YouTube, 
the the YouTube kind of the YouTube movie group space was so was was booming. It was crazy. It was what crazy. It is now. now it's like not e- I don't even know what it is right now. But like back in like 2017, 18, it was booming. You had like remember fucking I don't know if you watched, but like Screen Junkies, they had I, the fucking yes. movie. What was the shit that they used to do? The movie fucking thing? Um, what was it? Movie fights. Yeah, movie, movie fights. fights. Yes. Oh, my God. And then, like, it was, like, Collider movie talk. All that shit was booming. It was, like, that was when I was, like, man, I really want to do this. That was, like, I, I but I didn't want to do YouTube because at the time where I was living, I was, like, you need, like, a nice background and this. And I didn't like the way my house looked at the time because I was, I, was, I was with my mom and we were in you know we were in the hood so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't flashy so i was like i i mean i'll do a podcast and then but then like you don't realize how much work goes into all of it mm-hmm. because i thought that i could just get a mic and i'm set me and alex we started with youtube we tried to do videos together it just was not working then we were like okay what if we did twitch and our first show was on twitch no one's ever heard of it but our first first raw show was on twitch and uh, it was horrible (laughs) (laughs) we had shitty gaming mic like headphones on we were playing injustice trying to review tomb raider it was a disaster um and then I did some research at my job and I found out how you can actually do a podcast. And then somebody went back. Somebody went all the way back to the very first episode, um, Cinemania, episode one, introduction to something. Oh I forgot God. what the fucking title was, which is crazy. Somebody went all the way. I don't even know how they found it. I was like, how'd you find that episode, buddy? Because I've been trying <laughs> to find that forever. But somebody found it and I don't know how they did. And I they like went all the way. Yeah, they went all the way back to the first episode where it was an introduction to the podcast. It was me on a little Dollar Tree-ass microphone, (laughs) and it was horrible. And it was like, hey, guys, welcome to the podcast. We're going to be talking. It was just so fucking bad, man. I I love that you got me into this space, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess, like... Oh, I always subconsciously knew that I wanted to be in the space some way. I just didn't know how. Really? Yeah, I mean, I was I, know I was knees deep in like the YouTube like movie yes. culture just as much as you were. Um mm-hmm. and now I'm like mutuals with some of my favorite like creators back then. <laughs> it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Hyper like, RPG, that was one of my biggest ones oh my that I love. I mm-hmm. I t- like I talk to these people now and that's so weird. It's crazy, yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm always super grateful that you like kind of got me in the door to all of this. Especially because like I don't really have anyone in my like immediate life that mm-hmm. is into it like I am. Um so to like have a like a platform on Twitter to like spew all of my thoughts onto and then <laughs> be like be able to depend on like going into our group chat or getting on here and talking about mm. fucking whatever with you guys and you guys like actually understanding <laughs> it's really nice and i've like i know twitter is like my main place where i am but like i only had like i don't know fucking like 300 followers when i started podcasting and i'm not saying that like i got no, for real it's crazy yeah because of podcasting I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's only because of that, but 
definitely like it just expanded just my entire world i guess yeah it's it's um because when i first met you it was like you was on twitter but you wasn't really like all over twitter yeah and then and then through time you kind of just it was started with movies and cats and then i got banned but then <laughs> R. your yeah your new account just kind of blew up as far as like you're just I know. you're what you whatever you talk about you know it's i don't know it's that that i mean honestly man sometimes i like my little my little isolated kind of group on twitter where it's like it's low-key kind of quiet because i'm like anna you going you got all these notifications it stresses me out sometimes why are you arguing with (laughs) man i be seeing you oh my god i be seeing you like just comment not comment but like quote tweet on someone ran i'm like hannah who cares about this random bloke (laughs) from like (laughs) from like east bumpfuck oh my god who gives a shit about this guy but whatever dude (laughs) okay so i found so i found it i found it oh you did Yep. May- Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018. It's our first show. Cinemania World Podcast, Episode 1, Introduction with Dwayne. Oh my what god. <laughs> okay, this is this this is the bio, by the way, because I was so terrible at the at like how to like edit podcasts. Look at listen to this shit. Welcome to our first episode of the Cinemania World Podcast. Join Dwayne as he introduces himself <laughs> and what this podcast will be in the future. We are so excited to get this started. Oh, Discla- that's cute. <laughs> Disclaimer. Look at this geek. Disclaimer. If you are listening with headphones, be aware that the right earbud will not have sound after the intro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we will work hard to make sure this isn't this isn't an ongoing issue. Thank you, Cinemaniacs. What a nerd. Oh, that's Holy so smoke. cute. <laughs> I love that. What a geek. You ate. God. (laughs) Get get out of here, please. I don't know what's happening. So just wanted to say I appreciate you all um, for just kind of going back and reminiscing on old shows. Because people, it's not, it's been crazy. It's actually been like, not just like our first episode. It's like shows from 2019 are getting some love now, 2020. And um, yeah, we have a lot of fun doing this. And yeah, it's... It's going to continue for as long as I want to continue. Because I do, sometimes it does happen, though, where you just kind of just need a break or you just kind of need some mental mental kind of healing and you kind of need to step away from stuff. I'm, that happened to me with the podcast back in, like, I think it was 2020, like, late 2021, where there was, like, a, a sprout of just no shows for, like, a month. And um, I, think it was, I think it was for my move when I was moving in 2021. And there was just, like, no shows for, like, four weeks. And uh, I think I had to ask Larry to, like, host something because I just wasn't feeling it. So that that, that 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 happens. But I haven't been in that stage in a long time. So that's probably a good thing. And oh, yeah. I try to make sure that whatever we talk about is just stuff that doesn't get us down, I guess, for the most part. You know, like, everything that we talk about right now, it's exciting stuff. You know, The Last of Us is doing great. Ah. All of our stuff. So... Yeah, everything's good. But listen, I have a I have a confession. Holy smokes, I was on Facebook today. Oh. Anna Torv. I forgot that she was in Mindhunter. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I just forgot. It That's blanked. where I know her from. Yeah, somebody I think it's Collider right here. They she have does like look a different without the, the bob. Right. 
that's what it that's what it had to be because Collider has this video no that has this photo of like her in between different stages of her life and all her all the shows that she's been in and the one on the left is the Bob and I was like holy shit <laughs> the Bob I was like I was like oh yeah Mindhunter that's I completely blanked that she was in Mindhunter great I guess but um I was like I was like I was taken aback but um. I guess today we spent 20 minutes talking about stuff, but today there's not really like any big kind of news this week. So I guess we can kind of just get into the mailbag because there has been a lot of questions on this mailbag that we've have not had time to get into. But today, let's spend some time to just talk about uh, what you guys want to talk about. Take some of your questions. Again, anytime that you want to send us a question, it's Cinemania. 2018 at outlook.com just email us send us your thoughts on whatever you're watching whatever news you want to talk about or yeah so let's get going here this person here says what is the best episode of the last of us so far me and Dwayne are gonna disagree yo i hate to be i hate i hate to be so damn forward and quick but i gotta i gotta go so listen Episode one, I I watched that episode the most out of everything. Me too. It was like it was bad. It at just first. didn't feel real. That's why. Yeah, I think that's like, I think that's why it was like a shock. shock. That, yeah. Yeah. It was the shock that this is the last of us. Holy smokes! You know, yeah. so maybe that has something to do with it. But oh man, uh, oh man. I gotta go. I'm gonna go because of because I think to make this show work, you have to get the first episode right. So even after episode five last night, which was like Chef's Kiss, like I still gotta go with episode one for me. I just stand that 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 opening of the whole season was just. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Truly, there isn't. It's one of the best pilots like that I've seen ever. So it's so good. I mean. But the season, we're episode five, we're five episodes in, and this this show is so good. So I gotta go with episode. I gotta go episode one for me right now. Wait, what do you got? I feel like I know what it is, but what do you got? I think I'm gonna stick with episode three. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's really a toss up between episode three and five for me right now. Um, mm-hmm. those are the ones that have gotten me the most emotionally. Um, I I think every episode has been so excellent. It's just, and I've been crying through all of them, um, but... Oh, we know. Uh, but I was sobbing uh, through <laughs> three and five. I think three is just such a beautiful departure from the game and just one of the like best love stories I've seen ever, probably. It's just so mm-hmm. beautiful and heartbreaking and full of hope. And it's like almost anti The Last of Us because it is just so like beautiful and hopeful and not uh gruesome and dark and <laughs> you know but it, mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. i love that we got that in the show and episode five is just i think it's probably the best mixture of what the last of us is yes i completely um, agree with that yeah we got obviously we got that like big huge like 
action sequence and that kind of like fed my uh gameplay <laughs> like needing to see <laughs> something from the gameplay be in the show mm-hmm. uh that fed me and then all just the beautiful little moments between i keep rewatching it and we were just talking about it earlier um all the beautiful little moments between ellie and sam were just so mm-hmm. fucking good and i keep rewinding all of their little like interactions i mean him teaching her the endure and survive i was like oh, i'm gonna literally kill myself um <laughs> yeah uh between three and five but i i'd go three um okay okay so actually i scrolled because i remember getting a question i remember getting a question on thursday night um but i scrolled down because i feel like it made sense after the first question that i just read but this person here says how would you rank the episodes Ooh. of tlou so far this is hard. so Actually, i already I, got my, I know my least favorite. i got it i know my least favorite i, I feel like i i'm i'm gonna go with like my my like bestie telepathy but i feel like we're gonna have the least the, the same least I favorite think so too my gut <laughs> is telling me my gut's telling me that i think we will but let me mm, okay let me say my let me say my ranking <laughs> so my ranking right now is actually probably i know i know like the beginning of it, it's gonna be completely different from yours but my ranking right now is one one five three two and four okay five so episode one the pilot episode five last night i mean that episode was crazy three was the bill and frank um episode two was when you're like finally when the the clickers mm-hmm. uh and then episode four is probably like my least favorite okay. i thought it was i thought it was really good but like you know it's still an excellent think, episode i mean yeah yeah it's just it's the part one to five mm-hmm. and that's what makes it kind of by default my least favorite is because mm-hmm. it's not a completed story also i was right yeah you are right okay um, so my bestie telepathy it works <laughs> it's the only one that's not like a completed story you know i agree i agree um, i thought it was good all of yeah, the episodes have had such like a, a finish and an end you know i mean a start yeah. and an end i said a finish mm-hmm. and an end a, a start and an end um yeah yeah and that's the only one that didn't. Uh, so I would go three, five, one, two, and four. Yeah, we have the same like last two. I get it. Yeah. Not to say that they're that they're bad episodes. Like they're all this they're season all has been phenomenal. Episodes. The season has been phenomenal, but I think like four, it was kind of jarring too because last week I didn't do the PSITLOU, but last week I was like, I think that might be my least favorite episode, but it was good. I think that might be my least favorite, and um, yeah, I think it's. I don't know, but I think uh, I think that's what my ranking is right now. I can't wait. We'll do another ranking, I guess, at the end of the show. Since we're like, I think we got four more episodes Dude, left. We, I was, I was just Sheesh. thinking about this earlier. We are like, okay, anyone who hasn't played the game, when I say this, is going to sound sadistic. But we're like through the easy stuff right now. These last four episodes are literally going to be like we're in hell. And um. they made the, <laughs> like the emotions aspect of it. They made it worse. Yeah. So it's not gonna get better from here. No. So if you're like, <laughs> if you're like exhausted, then uh, fuck. Strap the fuck in because this is the easy <laughs> stuff. Henry and yeah. Sam, this is easy. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, crazy, crazy behavior. If you think about part. it like this, anyone who's played the games will understand what I'm saying right now. If you think about mm-hmm. it like this, so next week we have to do the um the 
the lodge conversation with Ellie and Joel. That's going to hurt like hell. And then after that. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a good, that's yep. a good scene. That's a good um, scene. Yeah. And then after that, we're doing Left Behind. That's going to be the episode that kills me. Actually puts me six feet under. Yeah. And then we're going to do Winter <laughs> after that. And then we have to do the hospital. Mm-hmm. We're cooked. That's what it just say that. Just say <laughs> we're that. <literally> like, cooked. <laughs> we're cooked. That's it. It's not gonna go up from here. It's gonna go It's not it's, gonna get better. <laughs> it's not it's not gonna go up from here. We're that's it. So uh uh rest in peace. Okay, so let's get in some more questions here. Um Amy from Nebraska. Hello. Uh, she says, what is the biggest gripe that you have with the show so far? I'm presuming she means uh, The Last of Us. Biggest gripe? Oh, I have mine. Oh. I know mine. Easy. Oh, really? Easily. Actually, yeah, go go the ahead. I, I have. Oh, really? The editing? Explain. Explain. What do you mean? There's just little moments that piss me off. It's been in it since the pilot. It's not something that makes or breaks the show for is me. Is it the ADR? It. No, it's not the ADR. Um, I, I haven't seen episode. any bad ADR. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I remember the what there's. I can tell you each moment from each episode that has bothered me. Um, oh shit! Oh, so, Mo, we're talking about Mo. Go ahead. Uh, Let's cook. <laughs> in the first episode, when they um, when we see the time on Sarah's clock and it's like eleven, and then they cut to black, and then oh. they come back with the two a.m. I don't know why. Why do we cut to black? Why couldn't we just do a jump cut to the two a.m. on the? Oh clock? right, I do. Yeah. I, then, I was like, this is kind of jaw. Yeah. I was like, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then right. um the flashback of Sarah uh when the other soldier is pointing the light at Joel uh with mm-hmm. Ellie behind him and we do the flashback to Sarah. I'm like, we all it was so obvious that this is what they're like alluding to. We didn't need the fucking flashback of it. Um we, uh, well that's probably because you're more you're more so of a like I, show yeah. me, don't tell me. <laughs> That's yeah. how you are as like as a as a as a visual story kind of you know engager. I I would say yeah know, so for sure. You don't gotta say shit. Yeah, I understand. Um, episode two. I now I'm thinking about it. I don't think there's anything in episode two that really bothered me. Um, mm-hmm. episode three. I don't think there's anything in episode three that bothered me either. But now, okay, episode four, <laughs> episode no, no no episode five. Last night, there are things like in those episodes, but I just can't remember like right now. Um, in yeah. episode five, uh, last night, the one that takes me out every time I watch the episode, I fucking love it. It's I feel when, like I know. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. Okay, it's when the bloater is about to come up yes, on the ground. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew. And at first, I was like. They was do. that my fucking TV? They and do. then they do. a second of slow motion, and it's so I was. Weird. It was when you go back to uh Perry or whatever they yeah. Like, the one who plays Tommy in the game. He's like he's like moving all slow. I said, "What the fuck?" It's so Initially, odd. when the when I watched the episode, I thought that was my Xbox, and I was really? like, ah, "It's nothing." I thought it was my Xbox. I, thought, I, I really did. Then I watched it today, like uh, on not on my Xbox. I watched it on my TV. Just on my smart TV, like you know, with the apps, and uh, it did it again. And I said, "What the fuck is that? What's stop doing that?" <laughs> I, was, I was like, "I I knew exactly where you where you were gonna go because like yeah, it was it's that." Oh, so and I do know my one and two. Um, oh, go ahead. when we're doing the test scene at the end, when uh she's like about to die and she's telling Joel that she's bit. Um, they there's like 
they're Joel and Tess are having the conversation, but they do a quick reaction shot of Ellie, and mm-hmm. it's just it's very weird because I'm like we're in that conversation with Joel and Tess. I don't know why we're doing a quick reaction shot to Ellie because they're like she's not involved in this right now. Um, that pissed me <laughs> off a little bit. There, I know there's stuff in three and four, but I just can't think of it right now. But yeah, the editing has it's nothing. It's like little things. It's just me yeah. and. I tell this to everyone. I'm such an editing person. I can watch anything and I'll find issues in the editing that bother me. Um, and this is just fallen victim to that because I'm a psychopath about it. But yeah. There's, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's nothing, there's nothing for me that I have like big, big, big gripes with at all. Um, I guess is, I guess is it's again what I was saying last night with like, I'm just afraid, what I'm afraid of when it comes to this show, when it comes to reactions, I'm just afraid of people turning on the game. Yeah. And I don't want that. Like, because that's all we do as a society is we kind of have to pick or choose one. You know, like, you can't be like, oh, I like both Marvel and DC. (laughs) It's like you gotta pick one, according to, like, Twitter or just wherever you're doing. You know, you can't pick whatever whatever it is whatever any two it is you can't like both of them so i see these things on twitter just like reactions and people um like i just i don't know why it grinds my it's, it's, so it's not a gripe with the show it's a gripe with like people i guess <laughs> because it just grinds my gears of like well, it's- oh you guys did this so much better than the game you guys made it more effective than the game i'm like dude it's a video game so like you have to focus more I on like gameplay that you, like and more of the people who are like so and i know this is this is always going to be a thing regardless of you know yeah, if the show yeah. was bad or good um just so many people being like oh my god this is so much better in the game oh my god they didn't follow it that too yeah just both and i'm like jesus christ it happened what particularly pissed me off was the the way that they changed the gun scene in episode four and people like oh my god there's so much better in the game and i was like are you like equating better with just like dramatics because yeah, mm-hmm. it's like definitely more dramatic in the game, but I wouldn't say that it's better. I'm not saying that the game version is bad, and I'm not saying that the show version is bad, or you know, either of them are you know way above the other. But I'm just I don't understand what is so like different about them because the core like you know reason why it's in the game and in the show are the same Mm -hmm. and i think that the point got across just as you know well it just it's a different approach to it and i love that we're getting these different approaches i mean i don't understand why people are so set in just getting a scene for scene shot for shot remake i mean how would that be interesting what especially after the first episode two was when i was like okay so you can do a lot of different things but as long as you're keeping the core of what happened in the game because initially that's where you're taking that's where you're taking the story from so you just you cannot discount the game where when like the story the story of the last of us is coming from that's the source material it's not like this this show was just poofed in the thin air you know it was like the source material the reason why Craig wanted to do this show so bad was because of the source material and because of how good it was. So this just when we discount either either side too, you know, like whether it's 
oh, this is so much better. This show sucks. Fuck this. You know, it's that side or whether it's like, oh, the show is fucking God tier. Who cares about video games? Like that crowd too. It's like, just I, that's my, I'm like, dude, stop yeah. with the bullshit. Just stop that. Okay. God. <laughs> um, so my only, I don't have a, what is it, is it called a gripe or is it like a, I don't really, I'm not vibing. I'm not really, as of right now, still, I'm not really vibing with the change of like Ellie kind of being violent already. Cause Do you think I don't she's know. I, well, the kind of with, they're kind of alluding to the fact that she is like, she wants to like, she just she just seems more violent than where she was Do you think in the video game with gun with the gun and with the when when she stabs the clicker. Well, I'm just I'm not vibing with it just yet. Just because I kind of like the scenes in the game where Joel is there's like a there, there's like a little a little thing of dialogue in the in the game where I remember I like blew you know the explosive arrows you know mm, that shit okay. Yeah. So I did that, and I remember Ellie's reaction was like, Jesus, Joel. Like, but it wasn't like a Jesus, Joel, that was rad. It was like a Jesus, Joel, like, you fucking terrify me. And I like that. And I feel like they're kind of, they 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 kind of, they're not doing that. They're doing the more so where she's like, it was like when the first episode when he was like, oh, Ellie was activated. You know, I'm, I'm not really vibing with that yet. I... I Maybe I will, but I'm not really vibing with it yet. I kind of really am enjoying it, um, but not because I think that, and it pissed me off on Twitter when people were calling her sadistic. Listen, one thing about me, I don't play about Ellie Williams, <laughs> so seeing people like perceive her recently has been so annoying to me. Um, <laughs> perceive her wrong. Uh, but my thing is with the gun, is, and that's what people were harping on, they're like, oh my god, she's like sadistic and she just wants a gun to you know hurt people whatever mm-hmm, and i'm mm-hmm. like no i don't think it's that and i think the show has been pretty explicit and i guess ellie's survivor's guilt and ellie's like the way that she feels that there's no control like she doesn't have control of her life and and i would just assume that's frustrating i mean from the pilot even i mean before that i'm sure too i mean she's an orphan but um, from the pilot, she's just handed off to Joel and Tess. No, she doesn't get to choose. She doesn't have a word. Marlene just makes the decision for her. And the entire journey, Joel's the one making the decisions. She, I'm sure, I mean, with her survivor's guilt, um, especially with Riley, since we know that. I know people who haven't played the game don't know that yet. But we, gamers, uh, <laughs> we know that Ellie has this awful, awful past, uh, not only being an orphan, but with it the thing with Mm -hmm. riley and definitely i mean we saw in episode five and just her guilt that she felt for sam um and apologizing to him even uh and i think that gun was just a way for her to feel like she had some sort of control over what was going on or just to like i guess feel like she and I know Ellie's whole thing in the first game, I mean, even it carries into the second game, is she's like, I I feel like I need to matter. And I definitely think that that gun is her feeling like she's doing something. She's being useful. She has control of something, I guess. And that's just me being like an insane person and perceiving Ellie um, like crazy because <laughs> Ellie's like my character. But 
yeah yeah i think um yeah it's just i i i want to wait and see how they finish before i like cast a lot of judgment i want to wait and see how they um they because what you're saying it makes sense it's just when he's like when it's 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 like when he was talking about the first episode craig was and stuff and sometimes i didn't want to she wasn't turned like she wasn't excited about the violence she was excited about somebody protecting her that was right right that's why i'm like i'm gonna wait before i completely like i'm like i'm not really vibing with it i'm gonna kind of wait and see how they tie it all together before and then in the finale if it's like a disaster to me then i'll be like okay (laughs) this was not it but um yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold like whatever I had from that. But initially, it was, it felt like a decision to where I was like, um, no, I kind of like, I kind of like the way she is more so in the game at first. But and I think you know, yeah. if they, if this is like them kind of setting or planting seeds <clears throat> for part two, I think it mm-hmm. will probably fix a lot of people's gripes with Ellie in part two, because that's, like, the number one criticism that, uh... You're not going to character... change anybody's mind with that damn oh, I know, I'm not. I know, I'm not, but I'm two, saying, yeah. like, that's, like, the number one criticism that I feel like comes from people who love Ellie, is that she doesn't seem like herself in the game, and that mm-hmm. she kind of feels like the antagonist of that game, which I... I have my own opinions on, you know, uh, <laughs> who's good and who's bad and the last was part two. But um, I guess them feeling like she is worse than Abby and the game is trying to make you believe that. And I doing this, setting this, like planting the seeds for this now in the first season maybe would course correct for those people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with everything. But uh, okay, so this person here says, "Hold on, I just lost it." Okay, this person here says, "Heyo, Cinemania! I was listening to the DCU news talk, and my ears perked up when I heard Dwayne mention how people hyped up the slate a bit too much." Anyway, I was wondering what y'all do to avoid that when watching a weekly show. Everyone and their mama was hyping up the third episode (laughs) of The Last of Us. Uh, Critics with the early screeners, especially when people are setting the bar at best episode of TV of all time. I feel like it's hard not to view it as a little overrated with that context. I went on IMDb and the rating was pretty low, but we all know why that's probably the case you know yeah we know um is this avoid avoidable with tv thanks for the show bloater nation <laughs> um <laughs> I, I fucking hate i hate hype culture i hate it so much and man i i really wish the critics only saw the first episode and that was it because one of the things I cannot stand, I cannot stand, I cannot stand. It's like Larry and I do it all the time too. Like we we hate it so much. Him and I, that's like one thing that we have in common is the, you're not ready. You think you've seen this? You're not ready for part three. I mean, for episode three, man, get ready to like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> God damn it. I cannot stand that. I can't stand. It's one thing if like you and I have played the video games and we're like, man, like earlier in the show just now, we were like, there's a lot of 
there's a lot of sad stuff coming, right? But we're not over here saying, oh, some of the best writing of all time is coming. You're not ready. Get ready to be shook. We're not saying all that. We're just like, we know some shit is about to come and it's going to be horrible. Yeah. As far as like, if you're, if you're squeamish, if you're, you know, if you're getting emotional quick, it's going to be really bad. But I hate hype culture to when it was like, I, episode three, when it was getting close to that, I was like, that's all I kept seeing on Twitter from people who watched it was that you're about to get ready to watch some of the best TV of all time, probably the best episode of television that you'll ever see. And I'm like, do you know how many fucking episodes that we have of television? <laughs> Can we just just say that it's really good and let's move on? I cannot stand that. So I just avoid it by just... I I don't really know. I kind of just don't let that stuff really cloud my judgment at all. And um, especially when it comes to first reactions, first reactions are like usually shit. And it's usually the same <laughs> yeah. verbiage. Like well, we saw it this like, week with Pontomania. It's just fuck. are always coming from a premiere. And mm-hmm. that's so different than buying a fucking 3 p.m. showing of Ant-Man <laughs> Quantumania at your local shitty theater and going, right? That is so different. So obviously walking out of a fucking Marvel Disney premiere where you're like, you get to walk a red carpet, like the stars are there. Everyone is like taking pictures, so excited. Oh my God, you're the first one to see it. And then you like walk out and I'm, I can only assume that feeling is completely different than fucking walking out of your little shitty theater and it's still light outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh my god, man, I cannot stand it. I think this happened to me. This started with me when it came... WandaVision's not really the same because it was more so the over the theories that I was just getting annoyed by. And then uh, I think what really started it for me was No Way Home. And then that bled into Multiverse of Madness because it it became hype culture became like, like, no, do you remember all? Do you remember what everyone thought was going to happen? Like No Way Home, dude, like. Dude, it was like people, people thought the X-Men were gonna come out. People of the sky were saying the and... X-Men, Hugh yeah. Jackman, Blade, uh, Daredevil from a uh, fucking Ben Affleck is gonna be in yeah. it. And I well, was like, guys, just <laughs> relax. Like, can though, we chill? Is that it seemed like hype culture for like okay. So hype culture for something like The Last of Us episode three. That's actually people like being excited and being like, oh my God, this episode is so fucking good because they've seen it. And they're like, oh my God, one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen, right? And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people saying that. And yes, it can be, you know, a little um, annoying. Annoying to like have to go into an episode like with expectations like that. Mm -hmm. But then if we're talking about Marvel, the hype, like, stuff is just people being like oh my god fucking professor x magneto like a bunch of fucking random cameos and they're like oh my god i can't believe who's gonna be in this movie deadpool's gonna be in the movie this is gonna be the end credit scene and they just that's all they talk about is just who's gonna be in the movie and what character is gonna be in it it's nothing like oh my god i'm so excited about sam raimi directing this movie they're oh my god i'm so excited to see deadpool like girl shut up (laughs) 
Oh my god. That's man. the it difference. That. <laughs> it, I think it was WandaVision for me, it was kinda it started and I was like, mm, no, we fine. Cause do you remember how I was like I don't know. We were talking about earlier we were talking about how we were doing shows for such a long time. Yeah. Did you remember back in twenty uh twenty twenty one? Is that what WandaVision came out? Yeah. Shit. It was early 20. Like, do you remember like the seventh episode? I was like, bro, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't think any well, of this shit's happening. That's the thing though, is that and the, the WandaVision conversation is different because the show set up those expectations for people. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And that's that fault. But something like that's that's whatever. Um, that's WandaVision's mm-hmm. fault. Um, something like multiverse of madness which none of the marketing was trying to lead you to believe that there was like some secret people in the movie it was just mm-hmm. like hey look here's uh here's a voiceover from patrick stewart that's very obviously patrick stewart how fucking ball everything else was mcu fans fault their their ridiculous expectations not being met was their fault not the movie but something like wandavision setting those expectations and playing into those expectations the cast too yes Mm -hmm. that is their fault for not meeting people's expectations while they are trying to like set them that is their fault i 100 percent agree so that's why i was like you know i ain't gonna sweat it for one (laughs) but then we but then when we get to no way home i remember those shows i was like guys it's like chill out then multiverse of madness it was like Oh, do you think the fucking Fantastic Four from the fucking 2006 is going to be in this? I'm like, dude, no, man, you guys need to stop. (laughs) So initially, as we're going through the entire year of just what do you think about this is going to happen? Do you think in fucking uh, what was the shows that was coming out in 2022 last year for Marvel? Uh, Do you think in She-Hulk we're going to have... Uh, oh, Moon Knight, dude, the Ghost Rider's gonna be in it, yeah. dude. Like, dude, stop all of that, please. Then, then hype culture really got to me when we got into Comic-Con. Because we're going into mm-hmm. Comic-Con, and everybody gets, they start getting crazy. So, DC was first. They're gonna show the whole in- movie of Ant-Man So, D- DC, DC was first. At Comic-Con. We were there. Me, Leo, a couple members of the team, we were there. DC was going first, and we're in the line. And my poor buddy, Zach. Zach is just like, dude, I think they're going to fucking have Henry Cavill come out here. Oh, no. He's like, I think that he he was going off the races. And I was like, I don't think anything's going to happen besides a couple trailers, my dude. That's it. Like, you know. And and I was like, they have an hour. I was like... DC has an hour. No, Warner Brothers itself. They have an hour. I remember even when you and I, we were doing predictions and we were talking about Last of Us. And I was like, Hannah, they got an hour. And they got like Shazam and Black Adam already announced. They ain't doing nothing else. And I'm trying to tell everybody this. I'm trying to tell everybody this. And then what happens after they after, Mine is after they go compared to Henry Cavill? Fair, fair, a hundred percent. So what happens? I go on Twitter after the panel, and what what he, the whole you know it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Black Adam and Shazam. And that was it. And I told everybody to just temper your expectations because you're gonna get mad at like Comic Con, and then you're gonna get mad at like Warner Brothers, and then you're gonna be angry, and then you're gonna go go on Twitter and go have a heart attack, and it's just like chill out. So everyone on Twitter, they didn't bring out Henry, they didn't do this. Are you kidding me? So then I was like, man, man. So then Marvel comes, and everybody's like, oh, 
this is when they're going to do the fucking Fantastic Four. And I was like, okay. And everybody was like, okay, nah, this is when they're going to do Deadpool. They're going to announce Deadpool right here. Ryan Reynolds is in. He's, I, somebody was like, somebody in the line was like, I do I saw Ryan Reynolds' tweet and his Instagram. He's in San Diego. I was like, no, he's not. And if he was, who cares? This ain't happening. So lo and behold, none of that shit happened at Comic-Con. Then <laughs> I had to hear, I had to hear online about Disney D23. I had to hear about how they're saving everything for D23. They're protecting the big announcements for D23. Oh, you thought a Comic-Con was big with the with the with the slate D23 is when we're going to drop the bombs. That's what I heard every day. Every day until D23, that's what I heard. Shit happened in D23. Nothing. Kaput. Yeah. Not, not a thing. It was quiet. Not no Fantastic Four, no nothing at D23. And people were just angry and I'm just like well, if you just stop with the hype and just like go into some things, you won't be so angry. Because am I angry? No, I'm chilling because I knew none of this shit was gonna happen. And uh, stop, or you're just gonna set yourself up for, for failure. You're gonna make yourself angry. And I, ah, I'm just so over. Like literally, the DC slate. It was exciting because I didn't give a fuck. I wasn't like <laughs> sitting here refreshing James Gunn's Twitter like every two minutes on january 30th uh <laughs> i just i <laughs> i woke up went to work and it was out and i go oh my god this sounds so cool because i was ex- like surprised it was fun i didn't have to sit here and speculate for fucking months being like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and i feel bad too because i feel like listeners will probably want that from like people like me who when you when you when you see a show like when you see a show, if you're if you're someone who listens to this podcast and you see, oh, predicting the James Gunn's DC Studio slate as a title for Hero Hour, and then you click on it and it's just me, like, mm, yeah, I think they're gonna announce a few things. That's it. And because you gotta go, if you go on YouTube, if you go to those reviewers or YouTubers, they're they're, they're going nuts with like yeah. thirty years of announcements and. Uh, this character is going to play that character and they're bringing back this and they're doing that. And they're like, I think that stuff is so, it's just so played out at this point, especially after like like two years. What's the point of like, I understand it can be fun. I think, Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun when we were like predicting stuff for no way home. I thought that was fun. That was fun to play into. Right. But when we Mm -hmm. get into like real life stuff, I'm like, I don't, care i don't care what kevin feige is gonna get on a comic-con stage and say this is our slate i don't care about that i care about when we get the movies that's gonna be really fun but just discussing like or trying to predict i guess what's coming from marvel or dc that's not fun because then when it actually happens and you don't get what you predicted you're like you feel entitled to what mm-hmm. you that's said a great word. had to have happened or you're not that's, okay with it that's a great that's a great 
great word for that's all a, of this. That's, and that's a thing in fandom. It's like the yeah, so many nuts. people have such an insane sense of entitlement. And I guess like I don't want anyone to point their fingers at me. Um <laughs> because <laughs> I know how I am with like The Last of Us and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And I guess mm-hmm. in some way I do feel like entitled for The Last of Us to be good and for Daredevil to be good. Uh, with the switch to Disney Plus and with the HBO show, right? I do feel entitled to that because I just love the source material so much. But I'm not gonna get online and harass people of it because of it, or I don't know, sit here and yeah, it's just it's. I so get what you're saying. Crazy. I get what you're saying. It's so crazy. I guess, like, have your entitlement, but don't be a fucking weirdo about it. Because mm-hmm. deep down, I do feel entitled to those things, but I'm not going to get online and be like, Neil Drummond, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> or you're going to get banned from Twitter, like oh, you, God. you know. <laughs> um, I, I, I 100% agree. Um person here says your thoughts on the james gunn and the dcu batman controversy on twitter <laughs> you guys need to stop oh, is this on... these leakers stop <laughs> stop it hit please stop 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 because, <laughs> because this is this dude i oh, i hate spending time on stupid things but i feel bad because it's a question you, you gotta if you gotta ask me for my thoughts you gotta get my thoughts because, okay, like yesterday or like two days ago, um, uh, Mace Landolf <laughs> went on Twitter and said they're thinking about something about bringing back a former Batman to be the DCU Batman. What did I do? I saw the tweet. And I scrolled because I this is this is this is the, the the most asinine thing I've ever heard. So I just I kept scrolling, and like that's it. That was it. That's all I did. That's all I did. So then I I I I'm seeing that this has become like a big, hot, crazy top. Everyone was going crazy. My buddy Three C Films, Chris. He's like, I hope they don't. He's going nuts on Twitter, and I'm like, this ain't happening. This, what is going on? It I was like, am I the only the, one? To the sense of entitlement. That's what it is. <laughs> so, so then, so James Gunn, this guy can't even breathe on Twitter. Like harassing because, James Gunn. Yeah. Daily <laughs> with these fucking questions of, is this true? And your source is Grace Randolph. Be so fucking for real right now. Like, what do you mean? Are you not embarrassed to come to James Gunn and be like, hey, this YouTuber with like a hundred thousand subscribers said this and this about DC? And it's like, and James Gunn's like, your thoughts. "Mm, Okay. (laughs) Is she in the offices of Warner Bros. right now having these discussions? No, she's not. So, listen, so Lace Mandolf, they. So somebody eventually, poor James, he, he's he's on Twitter, he's talking about his dog. And then some some was somebody was like, dude, I gotta know, James, is this true? And James is like, No. <laughs> you are you not no. embarrassed? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like he's like, No, now, now can I go back to my dog? What are you guys on about? And and then I'm got and then I see people who are angry at him. 
somebody was like, his tone was not nice. And I, I was wouldn't like, be nice is- about it either. If you guys are harassing me daily on Twitter with dumb questions like, is George Clooney the DCU Batman? Bitch, no, <laughs> obviously not. Oh. Like, what do you mean? These people are like, he's being rude about it. And I was like, well, no shit. You geeks <laughs> believed it. You you believed it. You thought, okay, so I'm like, and it's like, I went on Chris's post and I was like, how many times do we, does this, does this lace Mandolf have to be wrong for us to like not freak out after every quote unquote leak or scoop that she puts out? And a couple years ago, she goes on some tirade about Black Mask and Birds of Prey. The director of Birds of Prey herself came on and said, this is actively not true. And then Lace Mandolf was like, I trust my sources. (laughs) You're wrong. You told the director of the movie that their movie was not the real movie. What? Well, listen, listen here too. This isn't even Grace Randolph's and James Gunn's first beef, quote unquote. Um, it's not it's Peacemaker a... like a few months ago when she was like, "Oh yeah, Bane's in the Peacemaker finale," and James Gunn got on Twitter and, and James was like, Gunn, Bane is absolutely not in the Peacemaker." James finale. Gunn is like, James Gunn was like, "No, he's not." <laughs> <laughs> so, so then she's like, oh, "I got my sources," and then what happened? There's no fucking Bane and Peacemaker. So anyway. At all. And then another situation. Do you guys remember when Lace Mandolf was like Pedro I, I kinda hate Pascal? That. Before you say that, I know exactly what you're going to say. I kind of hate that <laughs> we're like dogging on Grace Randolph only right now because she's not the only one doing it. Um, she's not. No, no, you're absolutely right. She's just you're absolutely right. an easy target, I guess. It's... It's, it's a uh, huge I just crowd. I just don't like the doubling down when yeah. you're told by the yes. person. Anyway, now, continue. I know what you're about to say with the page. It's family. different. It's different when like some bloke who's like, "Why well, I worked on the set? This is not true," you know. And then she's yeah. like, "I trust my tr- I sources." But if the if the director, the writer, the star is like, "No," and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, I don't know. I trust my guy, my bloke down the street who like has a Nokia for a phone or whatever." Anyway, so a couple years ago, Lace was like, "Pedro Pascal is has been hard to work on set." <laughs> And Disney does not want anything to do with them. So can I remind you what premieres in like a couple of weeks? Season three <laughs> of The Mandalorian starring Holmst, Pedro you Pascal. When, she, when he was cast in The Last of Us and immediately she started the tirade of he's leaving Mandalorian. He, so this, you, is, this is the, Disney's way of getting him out. He wants to go too. <laughs> he hates not his face not being on the show. I'm like, huh? And guess what? <laughs> guess what comes out in March, March first, twenty twenty three, season three of The Mandalorian, starring who? Joel himself. So, dude, listen, listen, guys, we gotta stop with this, this person and these scoops and these leaks and these my sources. The sources is like a, a garbage man who saw like a snippet of somebody like while he was like 10 miles down the road and said, oh, I saw, you know, that's it. This, this is stop. Okay. I cannot believe this was like an actual thing on Twitter. I was, I was flummoxed. I was flummoxed. So anyway, 
This person here says, thoughts on the Quantumania reactions. Do you think do you think it's it's possible possible that it could be the best MCU sequel? No. No. I hate God, that I we have it. to have this conversation after every MCU sequel. Um I think yeah. that Ant-Man Quantumania is gonna be Jonathan Majors, the Jonathan Majors show. Um <laughs> and that's basically what the reactions have been is yeah. just saying that oh my god Jonathan Majors is so cool and I'm like oh my god this is what we've all been saying for years basically uh well not you know- ever since we found out that King was the main villain of and Jonathan Majors at after we saw Loki so like a year um what we've all been saying since we saw Jonathan Majors and Loki is oh my god he that's gonna be his movie and it's fucking great it, it sucks that it, it's his movie because I know the movie is gonna be like mediocre at best. But and I hate mm-hmm. that I'm like I sound like that like I'm going out with my mind made up already. I promise I'm not. I'm gonna go into it with an open mind. But I mean, from track record, I don't love Ant Man the Wasp. I I love the MCU, and I'm probably the other than Leo. I'm probably the biggest like MCU defender on <laughs> in on the team. Leo has me beat, but I'm I'm second, right? <laughs> I rally for the MCU. I do. But I have never. Leo will be like, "Hold on, hold on." <laughs> Every time. I've never been over the moon about uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. It's the only uh, MCU movie that I've only seen once in theaters, um, and I I don't really love the first Ant Man either. I think the best thing about the first Ant Man is that script, and it's not Peyton Reed. That's a Ooh. a great script. So now mm. what? Um, and Peyton Reed is writing and directing this, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I have never seen Hannah not talk about an MCU movie the way Hannah has not moved with this movie, and mm-hmm. it's been kind of crazy because this is MCU and this is like the one of Hannah's brands. So I was just, I love shocked. the MCU, and <laughs> I hate feeling this way because I love yeah. being excited yeah. about these movies. And I'm super excited about the Marvels. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, ah, we get that trailer tomorrow. I'm so fucking excited. Um, yeah. It's the bullshit, man. It just. I, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm going to watch done, it, obviously. I'm going to be there opening night. Of course. Like. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it's done nothing for me. And that's, I mean, I've been like that from jump. I just, just I don't care about this fucking movie at all. And those reactions didn't mean anything to me. I hated the recast. Do you know that these first reactions came out? And I haven't been seen one word about Catherine Newton. Nothing, right? So what the fuck was the point of this recast? <clears throat> you are not putting... A big You are not name. putting... Even then, it's like, it's someone, everyone's like, a big name. Catherine Newton is not a big it's name. It's not a big name. <laughs> Leo tried to fight me with this. I was like, Leo, what is... What? Okay, name something that she's been in that's like uberly successful. The society that was canceled... What or what else? Detective Pikachu, which is like Freaky the made third billing point one billion billion million eighteen point one billion dollars <laughs> at the box office. Let's compare that to like the other movies in its subgenre under the same like uh, studio. Happy Death Day made one hundred and twenty five million. Yeah, listen, dude, listen, listen. I people were telling me that <laughs> Catherine Noon's a rising star. And they did this because they wanted a bigger name. And I know she's in Big Little Lies. I already know people are going to yell at me about that. Big Little Lies is in no way the Catherine Newton show. Let's. let's it's be it's so not. Not even right close. So, 
I had to hear about this on and on about Catherine Newton and his bigger name, like 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 Amy Schmidt from like around the corner is gonna go see Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum. I've never seen an Ant an Ant Man movie or the MCU at all. But God damn it, that Catherine Newton is in it. I got it's <laughs> not happening. That's not happening. So we gotta let that go. So I'm I'm seeing all this. I'm hearing everybody talking about is they wanted a bigger name. Yada yada yada. So the first reactions come out, and there's some talks about Scott Lang. You know, uh, you know, um, there's talks about him, and then the majority of everything else was Jonathan Majors. Not one reaction talks about Catherine Newman. And not one. The thing <laughs> is, I. This is my argument, and I'm going to stick to this argument because it's a good argument. (laughs) When people talk about Endgame, to this day, if you ask somebody Mm -hmm. what is the best scene in Endgame, I can guarantee you, if you took 20 people and said what's the best scene in Endgame, I can guarantee you more than half of them is going to say that scene with Scott and Cassie. Guarantee you! Do you know how fucking excited I was to when when they made when they made the choice of making her older... I said, "Oh my god, this is great!" And now this one, this wonderful actress is gonna be stature going forward. She had one minute of screen pumped. time, and I hate the people keep saying that in the trailers. They're like, "Oh my god, you've only seen thirty seconds." She had one minute, mm-hmm. one minute in Endgame, and one it's probably minute, it's, and it was. It's the most beautiful scene in Endgame to me, and it's because of, the of Paul Rudd and her. So. <laughs> Your it's arguments one of the best. are all bad. It's, Sorry. It's it's one of the best, one of the one of the best like scenes in in that movie, and they they just they re, and then they recast her, and I was like, well, why? I was so baffled because I was like, why? And I'm thinking your your first initial thoughts is like, okay, so maybe she maybe um, Emma Furman didn't want to do it, or maybe. Uh, she has too many other commitments or school. I heard she was in school at the time. Maybe it's so much all this other stuff. Um, and it was none of that. Then I was like, okay, maybe she, I heard the thing about how she spoiled something. And I was like, wait, a lot of people spoil stuff in the MCU actors and whatever. Even you know? then, if she did, it never hit the news. Can guarantee yeah, that actually, exactly. we so, would have known about it. So then throw that out the window, and then it was just, no, just because. And I was like, and I and I usually, something about the MCU, I usually think they get casting right. They do. And I usually think that they have, when it comes to casting people, they, they do a great job. And so I was just like, this is probably one of the worst kind of decisions that I've seen them make. Because it literally didn't make the. You could have had Catherine Newton be any new character, any new young Avenger that you want. You could have had Catherine Newton be that, but they were like, she doesn't even fit. Like I don't even buy it. Like as far as like the relationship, anytime she comes up and the the, the hair is not even real. Like the fucking burn. You gave her brunette hair to make it seem like oh maybe this is like looking like Scott. Yeah. It's so it's so awkward. It's so awkward. You and can it's, just, it's just not tell for me. when people don't have a chemistry and. In them trailers, I know they're trailers. Paul Rudd <laughs> and Catherine Newton just don't have that chemistry. They don't, and <clears throat> I I know I try and bring the last one out. This isn't me doing that, but um, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's on right now, so I can't compare it. Paul Ramsey and Peter Pascal, right? 
from the first like few moments of them on screen you can tell that they have that kind of story. how can i make this about the last yeah, literally, how can I make like... this <laughs> um but like paul rudd and Catherine newton there's nothing there there's nothing it's it's crickets for me right now crickets and it's crazy because oh man i don't get it and ah oh, man just a really miss just a really bad call on their part and i know i know who am i I'm a bloke with a microphone in, a, in an office talking about movies. <laughs> Who? What do I know? But fuck, I promise you my mother is not more excited about this movie because Catherine Newton yeah. is is whoever. It's just, it just flummoxes me. Um, Speaking of no chemistry, listen, Hannah, this you. Ah! So, okay, I was wondering when we were going to talk about this. I but... completely forgot. I blanked because I want to just let me just get my thoughts out real quick. Um. I, how do I put this? So the, the, the best thing about you is the show was working as a show of Joe Goldberg obsessing over somebody. That was the lore. That was the hook to all of it. Each season was there's somebody new that he's obsessing over. And then we go on from there. Season two, they mix it up at the end where it was like somebody was obsessive over him. And that's like the twist of love. Then season three, it was, you know, him and love kind of falling out. And he was obsessive over Marianne. And it's it's working. It's It's fine. So I know that you have to change stuff up to make things be more fresh. But and going into the show, I was like the concept of the concept of well, we somebody stalking him was that somebody was stalking him. And, and I like that, that itself sounds so good, sounds so exciting. But when you frame it in the way that they're framing it in the show, it's not exciting. A whodunit it's, is not yeah. what I'm coming to you for. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It's not right. You like let let Ryan Johnson give me that stuff. Like this is not what I. I really was excited going into the show because I was like, man, how do you keep it fresh? You okay? So he's he's the like the 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 eye candy for somebody, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be good, man. And um, if they turned it into a who done it, I'm on episode four, and I'm just I'm not vibing right now. I'm and bo- um, I was. Bored. Yeah, I, I and I and I episodes and I was and I bored. like I rarely ever say that. And Hannah, I I I hate when Hannah says this about my slashers. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm bored. It's boring. I'm like, Fuck <laughs> you. But then, so the, so, but this is like the time where I'm like, I completely agree. I am like, I remember I texted you I'm like, Hannah, do I gotta watch this episode five to like do this show tonight or like what? And you're like, mm, not really. And um, I don't want us to seem because I know there's a like a group of people who hate the show because it started as a lifetime show and they think it's still like a soap opera lifetime show. It's mm-hmm. not. I have been singing the praises of you season three since that shit dropped. It's I I will still say it. It's since Barry season two. Let's put the last of us out of out of the way because it's not finished yet. Since Barry season two, you season three is the best season of TV I've seen since Barry season two. Okay. That was in 2018. Mm-hmm. I adore you season three. It's amazing. Okay. 
So I had super high expectations going into this. I love this show. So watching these five episodes and them being so disappointing was so upsetting to me. And I texted Dwayne and I was like, oh my God, the first episode is so good. I think the first episode is- I liked the first episode too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then it's just downhill from there. Dude, I'm, I, man, and that's crazy. That's a, it's hard work to make this show boring. I- You is boring? And this is the thing is that Ken Badgley is doing everything he fucking can. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying. And it's just not working. And this is the thing. And I hate that we have to go back to it because this has been everyone's gripe with this fourth season. I mean, even before it released, is that love's not in the equation. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was ready to get over it. I was ready to have this, like, new exciting thing with somebody stalking Joe, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they're trying <laughs> to replace love. That's the thing, is that they're trying to fill that slot and be like, oh, my God, this new girl is, like, she has a dark past, too, and she's mysterious, and, and oh, my God. You want to talk about no chemistry? There is nothing there. And it's not Ken Badgley's fault. I don't know who this actress is. I'm sure she's very nice woman. I don't know who this actress is. I'm sure she's a very nice woman. Uh, She looks like Phoebe Um, (laughs) Waller-Bridge. But she is not a great actress as far as what I've seen in this show. And She's just angry Ken, at him. I don't understand. I'm so confused. I Ken uh, is trying uh, to throw her stuff, and she's just not grabbing onto any of it. And the difference is, is that Victoria Peretti, she matched him. She, she was, was fantastic. They went. Hey, like, their but, back and forth was so fucking good. It was. It wasn't even the chemistry. It was this them being so both so like ridiculously talented and throwing each other things like in the scenes, and you could tell. And they would just build on that, and it, the performances were just so exciting. Um, and here, but, but it's just none of that. Here's what I'll say about that too, because obviously, obviously, Penn Badgley's best, his best chemistry on this show is by far with love. That's why they that's why they they kept it for so long cuz it was so good. But I think every girl that he's either been obsessed about or hooked up with, I think they have all had great chemistry besides this one this new yeah, girl. Yeah, I agree. I think he had great chemistry with Delilah. He had great chemistry with fucking who called him Bunny? The fucking the girl that he thought he killed. Um, I forgot her name. Yeah. Um, he had great chemistry with her. He had great chemistry with uh Guinevere Beck, of course, and he had great chemistry with Marianne. This girl, this new girl, is giving me nothing, and I'm like, how do you not? It's just not. It's not working for me, dude. And and wanna and I actually I just rewatched season three and it's so good and maybe that's why this season just feels so genuinely one of the most like exciting tense seasons of TV I've ever seen that episode with um the married couple and Mm -hmm. them trying to like uh have an orgy with them and how Mm -hmm. just wrong it goes that episode is literally just like fire in a bottle it's so just just the part where she's like love is like i killed natalie for you and then you have that moment of oh my god did they fucking hear us it's so good they're 
their back and forth in the beginning of the season when she kills the neighbor and he's like and he's like they're they're like whispering and it's so good <laughs> it's just like i don't fucking know you know what? <laughs> it's like it's so good but then even when when they're at the worst because when you get to the finale when you you think that Joe's done and he this is it and she's about to kill him and he stabs her with the needle and he's like did you, I love this line delivery did you really think that I wouldn't know <laughs> what she was growing in the garden I love this so much it's so fucking good and then this season's it's just it's not <laughs> exciting and I think another huge part of why this season just feels so odd to me is it's not sexy um no and that's a huge reason of why i love the show and i know i'm gonna sound like <laughs> the normies <laughs> who love this show because listen when i said there's a huge group of people who like even refuse to watch it because they think it's like the lifetime shit still like a soap opera um and mm-hmm. normies fucking mm-hmm. love this show like they eat this shit up and this like the sex and it being sexy is such a huge reason as to why I'm like, oh my god, this shows everything to me. It gives me everything. It like, and it sucks that this season is kind of thrown all of that out the window. And I, and I did see an interview with Penn Badgley saying that um, he asked for no sex scenes this season because yeah, I was gonna ask you, do you think that's life. do you think that's why and, it's like this not... is the thing you don't need sex scenes to be sexy. That's fair. And there's literally so many scenes of um, Love and Joe just, like, talking. And Mm -hmm. it it fills my need. Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand you, man. Um, Yeah, dude. I don't know. I... And then, but that is crazy because going into the season, I was hearing that this is great. It's a great. It's not funny either. No. It's it's not. It's it's not. It's not hidden. It's Okay. It's just not here. It's probably the. It's so he far. Was a it's really the worst. Funny show. Yeah, it's worse. And out this of isn't the, funny. Um, even when he's like talk, he's he, and and like you said, Penn is he's doing whatever he can. He's doing whatever he can with the script, and he's it's when he's talking his his narration is supposed to be like that's your relationship with Joe is with Joe. <laughs> is the narration because he's talking to you yeah you know he's talking to us the audience so you feel close to joe because of how you you know you're following his thoughts 24 7 and i can't even i can't even vibe with him this season because it's so it's just not it's just not good and i think this is what this is what happens with all tv that has run its course and after this, these four, I've only watched the four episodes. I didn't know I watched the last one, episode five. Um, it's time. That's it's time. Season it's, three should have been it. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's it, it. Every show has this problem where it's run its course, and there, there's, there's a bunch of shows that go on for nineteen seasons. Shameless, it, you know what I mean. All the shows, The Walking Dead. There's so many shows where, dude, it's time. And and I respect the hell out of any showrunner or like any studio or you know whoever's making these shows that realize that and that like when a show is run its course, it's time to cut it off. I mean, Breaking Bad. Uh, it's huge show i mean everyone regards Mm -hmm. it as the best show of all time right mostly everyone 
and course, they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we're cutting it off at five seasons. This is it. And we're done. It's it's and there's no return season. Yeah. There's none of that. It's done. It's done. It's time. Dex, my time. favorite show of all time, Dexter. Dexter is mm-hmm. a victim of this. I think the first four seasons of Dexter are perfect TV. It's literally my favorite TV show of all time. After that, mm-hmm. there's nine seasons of that fucking show. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Barry's and... ending with season four. I thank God Barry's ending with season four. <laughs> and even and I know you kind of fell off with the show, but um, Stranger Things they've already said this is it. This yeah. is the last season. And I think that's 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 I think that is what makes shows great. One of my favorite shows from uh from a past couple of years was Watchmen, and that's all we yep. had of Watchmen. Limited series, and we kept it a limited series. And I love Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies season one one of my favorite seasons of tv ever right and i like this mm-hmm. limited series it got popular and hbo's like mm, no we got to give them that second season why yeah, the second yeah. season was so, shit it sucked it was terrible so listen i'm gonna give euphoria one more chance and then i say you gotta i gotta wrap it up if this next season is like horrid you just i gotta wrap this up y'all gotta <laughs> <laughs> you remember how bad we were bad when that show was episode season two was air we were like bro wrap this up man it's time and it's it's time because clearly you didn't have a plan clearly why is this like a heist show now what the weird. fuck the SWAT weird. team in the finale what is going on here and um, even the first season suffered from that halfway through so I'm like I don't I don't really see a way out of this I 100% agree. I think Euphoria should have been limited. That's it. Just that first season. Yeah. First season is so good, at least to me. It's not even, maybe it's not even that great. It's just like, it's a vibe. <laughs> and that's it. Let that shit. Cause... It was just the first of its like genre, I guess. Of this yeah, like, new yeah. adult teen uh, entertainment, I guess. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we had teen tv shows obviously like an abundance of them but they were all on like abc or fucking mtv so it was you know uh (laughs) pg-13 teen stuff teen content and euphoria was kind of one of the first at least on tv that i can think of i know there's movies before that um but on tv euphoria was the first to be r-rated and get into the nitty-gritty i guess of what it's like to be a teenager uh, right now and but that i mean a- obviously it was it started a whole fucking thing because now it seems like every netflix had dare me um hbo mm-hmm. max had uh, uh well, generation it generation, started a yeah. whole thing and and uh, it's I I agree with you because when it came out it was like such a such a like jarring new thing and it felt very fresh just how just the just the subject matter of it all and I think uh, I think they wasn't expecting that I'm a, I I I've always thought that Euphoria was supposed to be a one off thing and it happens when something's it really successful like yeah when something's really successful is like. Uh, dude, we got to keep this going. And um, and I'm sure they were like, Sam, like, we got to keep this going. And I think I don't think Sam has the juice to, like, no. keep shit going, to, to be honest with you, because this, se- this season, like, it had nothing to say. The season was just like, it was just ideas. And it was just, 
oh, now we're going to turn this into like a shootout. What? <laughs> like, well, now... what I mean by, remember when we did our Euphoria reviews, that was our biggest criticism of the first season is that halfway through it turned into kind of like mustache twirling villainy. Yeah, with fucking teen stuff, And that's what the second season played into instead of kind of um, course correcting. And mm-hmm. that's why the second season didn't work for me at all, really, because at all, it doubled at down all. on that instead of fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh I think some people have it, some people don't. I think that's how that's a good that's a good way to end the show right there. Slay. Just boom. Some people have it, some people don't. Sam, you don't have it. Anyway, uh, let's get out of here. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Cinemania Live. Really appreciate it. this is a long episode. It's our first long episode in a while. I, I feel like it's been a minute since we did like a longer episode. It was because we had a lot to get into and we had a lot of questions to get into. Send us more questions. We have more shows to get to get through. Um, send us more questions. Really appreciate appreciate all the questions that we got today. It was great. And um, yeah, Hannah, let everyone know where they can follow you on Monday. You Jesus. can follow me at Rejected Hannah on Twitter. I will be back on Monday. I have so many I have so many drafts like ready <laughs> for Monday. Cause I couldn't tweet about uh The Last of Us last night. Yeah. And it's listen, it's been like four days of silence. <laughs> <laughs> um everyone you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And that is it, everyone. We will talk to you guys soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. Bye-bye.